I'm fully aware that my voice doesn't carry. And uh, Martin, if I tell you to do this, <laughs> turn me up. <laughs> and you on the back row or wherever, if uh, you get to a point to where you can't hear me, say, Ron, you're not loud enough. Raise your hand and I'll tell Martin to turn me up. So, uh, and, and uh, I... I will apologize for for this. I had prepared a a uh, presentation based on using my computer because my Bible, as as much as I love it, is is so worn that it's hard to find or hard to quickly go to a particular verse. But I got here this morning early to get everything set up, and the internet uh, router is not working for our auditorium. So I can't use my computer, so you're going to have to suffer through with me turning through my Bible uh, with some pauses between things, and I apologize for that. Uh, this lesson was designed to uh, have two parts. The first part will be this morning uh, at this service. The second part will be at our 1.30 service. And really, the second part is probably the best part. So please come back for the second service at 1.30 to, for, to, for the finalization of this particular lesson. Uh, and the, the, each one has uh, been designed to be somewhat short because we will have this congregational meeting uh, following this morning's service to give some information to you, all the information that the men had in making the decisions that we came to relative to where we are now at White Oak. So please stay following this service. There will be plenty of time because it will be a short uh, presentation or lesson. The topic that I chose is uh, 1 John chapters, uh, uh, chapter 1, verses uh, 1 through 10. And, uh, and there again, I apologize for the delay between uh, items. 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. And of course, we know that is God the Son, Jesus for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. You know, some people, as unbelievable, say that Christ was a created being. This clearly denies that. He was an eternal being, and but he was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. And verse 7. But we walk in the light. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. 
If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So verse 7, probably each of you can quote that verse. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we walk in the light, we've heard that many, many, many times, and like I say, you can probably quote that. So what does it mean if we walk in the light? What do we have to do to walk in the light? But remember the preceding verses. Verse 7. This then is the message we have, for starting in verse 5, verse 5 and 6. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So there's two categories of walking here. Walking in darkness or walking in the light. Walking in darkness. Just what does, and and, and I think it's appropriate before we discuss walking in the light, what is walking in darkness? If there's things related to walking in the light, there's things related to walking in darkness. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. So what is darkness that it's talking about here? And uh, this is not going to be an in-depth sermon that covers all aspects of uh, darkness and light. But the high points related to that. If you think of the word dark, and words mean a lot. Words mean a lot, as you know. God gave us all of these words very distinctly. Basically, there's two categories of the term darkness and used that way throughout the Bible and uh, uh, not very much so in uh, in our worship services today or in our living today. The first category of darkness is the physical element of darkness. And the physical element of darkness means that there is no light. When, when things are completely dark, you can't see. <laughs> you, you can't see. You're not illuminated with the physical light. And things around us are not illuminated with a physical light so we can see those things. Or sometimes uh, sh- shades of gray, we might say relative to the physical darkness. It gets darker as the sun sets and it doesn't shine directly on the portion of the earth that we're on. So it gets, uh, uh, we have a reduced element of light. We still have light uh, in the nighttime, but it's a much reduced level and it's basically a reflection from our sun off the moon and for other stars that are in the universe in our galaxy. The second terminology or the second meaning of the word darkness and what is used here in these verses is a spiritual darkness. 
you're very aware that we are spiritual beings. We, I, I won't include you in this. I often forget that. You know, I'm, I'm a person. I'm a human being, and I'm in this body, and we're in this physical world, and that's what we deal with is all the physical elements of this, this world. And, of course, the only reason we can do that is we have life uh, given to us by God, animated this body. So there's one element uh, that we don't uh, think of much. But spiritually, spiritual darkness is what it's talking about here, verse 5 and 6. And many, uh, many, many other verses in the Bible talks about spiritual darkness as well as physical darkness. But it generally means evil, evil. It generally means that. Intellectually clouded from the truth, meaning we don't, even though we may know it, our intellect doesn't allow us to accept it and to take it upon the that is the truth. Intellectually clouded from the truth or ignorant of the truth, no understanding of the truth, even though we may know it. So the consideration of darkness is that... Uh, we are not in favor of God's calling us his children. Spiritual darkness. Uh, and, and I will read a few verses, uh, and we will stop in time to discuss this very, very important matter for the church at White Oak. Uh, and again, forgive me for... Uh, the, the time it will take to do some of these because uh, I'm going to blame it on the, the router that's not working as opposed to my incompetence of going through finding the particular verse. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. Discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leaves the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose days are crooked and they froward in their paths. So that this clearly gives a definition of what darkness is to, to people. Uh, evil things, crooked things, perverse things, froward things. The word froward means uh, uh, not accepting reality, basically, is what froward is, and uh, very uh, difficult to deal with. Uh, so darkness, from a spiritual standpoint, uh, basically is, is, is ugly stuff, Very, and, and we don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. Um, in the book of Isaiah, uh, excuse me, John, and, and you know these verses. Uh, uh, you can quote uh, some of these verses. 
John chapter 3. And uh, like I say, you can, you can quote uh, some of these. Starting in verse 16. Everybody can quote John 3.16. You know, the world can quote John 3.16. So, starting in verse 16, I want to read through verse 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now that verse is just uh, just breathtaking. Condemned already, because he hasn't believed on the name of the Son of God. And this is the commandment, that light is come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Comparing the two, light and darkness, light has the spiritual meaning totally different uh, in its aspect. For everyone uh, that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. He that doeth truth cometh to the light. There are two, two meanings to the word light as well. One, of course, is the physical meaning. Light illuminating physically uh, our environment so that we can see. The spiritual meaning to light is illuminating our, illuminating our minds, understanding truth, and following the steps of righteousness. So the spiritual meaning of light is totally different than the spiritual meaning of darkness. Darkness is evil, light is truth and righteousness. And again, illuminating our hearts. As we thinketh in our hearts, so are we. So our heart is illuminated by light, which is truth. John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Truth is, everything in here is absolute truth. And when you're studying, and, and uh, you need to remember, whatever it says is what it says, and that's it. It's truth. Try not to bend it, nor shades of gray it. Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. Some of these pages are sort of torn. 
I found a uh, binder, by the way. I'm going to get my Bible. Re it was rebound years ago. I'm going to get it rebound again so that I can use it a lot easier. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We were all at one time in darkness. Not that we were bad people, uh, but we didn't know the Lord in that we didn't obey His Word at one time. But now, children of light walk in the light. In the light is in truth, in the truth of the word. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual places in uh, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand and battle those evil <coughs> encounters that we deal with uh, daily. Um, Romans chapter 13 verse 12 The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Light can be our armor against these spiritual places of wickedness. That's what we can depend on. Light is truth. Truth comes by the word. So we can use truth to defend ourselves from spiritual wickedness of darkness. Um, Colossians 1.13 Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. So when we were baptized into Christ, we were translated from that power of darkness into the power of his Son or into light because we were obeying the truth. You know... One more, one more verse. First Peter, chapter two. Verse nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness 
into his marvelous light. You, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people who should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of that darkness that you were in, that I was in. Uh, well, there's a lot of darkness in my past, and I'm so sorry about that. Now into the marvelous light. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? Isn't that a wonderful feeling? It's you. Not from a haughty standpoint of, look who I am, I'm now in the light. That, that is not in the light. In the light is I'm so appreciative of being where I am, understanding the word of God, and having the strength and the courage to obey it and try to live by it. In the light. Part two of this uh, lesson is... How do we do that? How do we live in the light? And there's many, many instructions related to living in the light. There's a lot of do nots in the Bible. Do not live in this darkness of all these categories, but live in the light. And there are many just wonderful verses that we'll go on uh, and, and read at our 130 service. Uh, I hate that we've got to break this up, but we have really important things to talk about relative to the kingdom here at White Oak. So, concluding the first half of this lesson, it's appropriate uh, at any worship service, and it's tradition, and we don't do things by tradition just for the sake of doing it, but it's appropriate to offer an invitation to those that would like to make the congregation aware of needs in their life and have us pray for them. So you have that opportunity now as we stand and sing.